All right. Good evening, everybody. My name is Naveen Prithiani. Welcome to another episode of At the Table uh, by Urban Forex. Uh, today, here with me, I have uh, Lucas tuning in from Malaysia. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Hey, hello, hello. Uh, we have Armo tuning in from Thailand. Hello, everyone. What's up? What's up? What's up? And uh, we have Ian all the way from Australia. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey. All right. All right. So today's topic is uh, about, you know, not just my experience, but I also would be curious to know what are your experiences when it comes to technical analysis. So, you know, in the webinar, I'll be speaking a lot about my experiences. But for this podcast, I'm curious on what are your experiences for technical analysis and how has it evolved over the, over time? So, um, Lucas, you want to, you know, take it, take it from here? Yeah. So, yeah, to me, technical analysis means being able to understand price action. And uh, that piece is not just about, you know, drawing lines, you know, putting on indicators, stuff like that. It takes a lot of time and a lot of hard work to actually try and master the art of, you know, understanding price action. Right, right. And, you know, it's funny you talk about that because when you, when you say drawing simple lines and stuff, and, you know, I spent years doing that, you know, back in the day when I when I started uh, with technical analysis. And it's I think it's a journey that everyone takes sort of like it's like, well, where do you yeah. begin? Well, let's start with the easiest thing. And well, my neighbor or my dog or someone has taught me that uh, just connect these lows and you'll have a nice horizontal line. And there you have it. That's trading. And then like, oh. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> it's like I can draw a line. Why not? You know. Uh, yeah, it's very fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Yeah. I guess the difference now is if I listen to my neighbor and do that, I think you'll be, you know, on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> very correct. <laughs> well, well, it's 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 many many years down the line now, so uh, you, you should know how to. Uh, you should be way way more premium or senior to that in type of knowledge now. Um, okay, well, what about you, Ian? What's your um, take on technical analysis now versus the past? Well, not to piggyback on the same thing, but I mean, I I think that's where it starts. You know, when I started, just like everybody else, it, it came down to just drawing, not just lines but shapes on the chart. Uh, and, I, and I quickly learned, I think, over time, because uh, you're always learning. I'm still learning to this day. Mm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a game of learning, essentially. And then as you learn, you put more together. Like So technical analysis doesn't necessarily have to be just lines. There's lots of other advanced things. Like uh, I know we use correlation. And um, uh, there's just other topics that go into technical analysis. Um, it's a whole story, essentially, on the chart. Yeah. putting it all together it's not just like a channel and stuff it's the whole thing kind of put together and it's a constant thing that you you pick up new things almost maybe they're there the whole time and you just missed them but i mean there yeah. always seems to be something new you're picking up so absolutely absolutely yeah it's it's I, I like how you said that uh, correlation also falls under technical analysis and and that's very true it's it's a much more advanced thing to go into um, but it does come along the lines of technical analysis uh, especially how you look at it 
because it could always be argued many things could be fundamental analysis, technical analysis, but the way we go about things will always be technical. Okay, yeah. for the most part. And, yeah. And yeah. even just like watching how price moves, even just from a psychological point of view, whether it's fast or slow, uh, slowing down, you know, and things like that, that maybe get overlooked sometimes, but it's still all technical ways of looking at the chart. Right. Um, it's just a little bit different than again, drawing a shape or a pattern or things like that. So there's a lot to it. Yeah, I think I, I, I guess anything that's not fundamental based, you know, should fall underneath um, technical analysis, right? Right, right, right. Well, what about what, what is your take on this, Armo? How do you, you know, being around in the industry uh, for quite a long time as well, um, how would you say the industry has evolved? You know, not just yourself and looking at technical analysis. How would you say the entire industry has evolved to, let's say, five years ago on how people were probably looking at technical analysis? What was their main go-to concern versus right now? What has the market evolved to? What's the new fashion now? Um, good question. Well, back in the day, it was all indicators. And, and then it was price action and then technical analysis is a part of price action mm -hmm. and volumes, which is also part of technical technical analysis has started to play a bigger role now, at least in, in Forex, uh, because previously it, it was a little bit harder to get uh, data for that in Forex. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I think that's at least for me, for me personally, that's the that's the main difference. I'm not always looking so much at what the rest of the industry is doing. And mm. to be honest, when I first heard about technical analysis, I thought, what's the point? Because uh, when it was explained to me what it was, it okay, this is the movement of the price, right? Plus right. volumes, and at volumes, I hadn't been exposed yet at that time. So to me, it's like, okay, the movement of the price, that's cool and all, but you know give me those lines on my chart that I can draw, like support and resistance, trend lines, the stuff that Lucas doesn't like now. <laughs> and like, give me that and I can do something with that. Right. And then you explain to me, well, actually it's better to read the whole story, um, you know, use the technical analysis and, and figure out based on what has happened. So on, on the history, uh, figure out what is likely to happen in the future. And I thought, okay, using history to, you know, get an outlook on the future. I like history, so that can work for me. And then <laughs> later on, you, you also explained, um, uh, or you introduced me to volumes uh, and that added a whole, whole other, uh, thing to it, like a, a huge thing actually to, to make the reading of the story, um, uh, more comprehensive. Right. So yeah, that's my, my view on it basically uh, what the industry is really up to at the moment i'm not too sure yeah um, i don't you know i don't per se maybe we ourselves have evolved so much that our search queries are not the same as they used to be obviously uh, yeah for sure yeah so but it doesn't mean the indicators have disappeared the trading systems have disappeared in fact they're bigger yeah. than ever before yeah um, yeah the desire for the right indicator, the best indicator, the indicator that makes money, and the only indicator that makes money. It's um, the fascination to 
still solve the problem is still there. You know, that's like the bottom line, right? Yeah. Whether we go through technical analysis, fundamental analysis, a combination of both or astrology, you know, whatever you want to call it, we're trying yeah. to solve the rhythm of how do I predict this Christmas tree in front of my screen that's like green and red lights everywhere? Like, how yeah, do I solve the puzzle? Yeah. So, like, that's the whole fun part. That is the fun part. And, and it, it's so much fun, actually. Um, but it is not fun during the early learning processes when you're just trying to do the same rhythm over and over again. And you're winning some, you're losing some. You're winning some, you're losing some. And there is no growth anywhere. That's yeah. the deadly part, which is like, let me try it today. Oh, that didn't work. Let me try it now. Oh, that didn't work. What are you trying you know, that little logic of what are you trying? Do you know what you're dealing with? And the average person is, I tried, they don't work, switch. That's also very dangerous because yeah. then you would never learn, you know? So it's this, it's this concept of, oh, I don't want to do fundamental analysis. I don't got time for that. It's, it's so much stuff to read. Technical analysis, I watched a YouTube video. The guy says, just draw a line from here to here. I can do that. I was a pro at drawing lines in preschool. <laughs> so, you, you still know, are I, I i believe in you <laughs> like, now now i draw circles on whiteboards you know like, <laughs> like so um and and the evolution has come so far um in technical analysis uh a huge wave of people are still entering this industry with the idea of technical analysis is easy to understand because my brain understands logic and that's where they're all introduced to the industry of like, you see these green bars, green means buy, red means sell. And even if no one says that verbally to them, the brain automatically deciphers it like that. If it's going up, that means it must go up more. If it's going down, that means it will go down more. And fast forward, you know, 10 years of experience, you'll be like, if it's green, do not buy. <laughs> if it's red, <laughs> do not sell. You know, at least in trading in, in the Forex industry, it, yeah. it means almost the opposite. Yeah. And that takes a while to understand uh, and understand that there are times when you can do that. There are, there are times when you, most of the time, you're not supposed to do that. Exactly. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting thing. So if we talk about technical analysis as a whole, and uh, if I give you a little background of, you know, 15 plus years uh, of what, how long I've been in this. And technical analysis was the whole thing of there'd be a new indicator and there'd be so much hype around it. Now, I'm talking about times when Euro USD had like five pips spread. You know, when I, when I say stuff like that, I realize, man, I'm old. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's the year doesn't matter nine, anymore. It's when the spread was five pips. <laughs> so, when you can imagine how you know brokers compete with zero spreads now, and I was there when it was five pip spreads, and we were all like, "I got the best broker in town," you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was like that, um, and at that time, it was all about the new indicator, the new this, the new that, and everyone would would dive into it because social media didn't really have much information to bombard you with. Yeah. So if there was one person who was bombarding whatever avenue of information there was, then you would only have that information. And that actually allowed a lot of focus. 
because you don't have to do one thing and saying, oh, that didn't work, so let me try this one. Oh, that didn't work, so let me try this one. If there's options, you're constantly hopping. Back in the day, there was less options that were releasing very seldomly. Okay, now it's support and resistance. Hey, we're all about support and resistance now. The whole wave, six months of support resistance, nonstop. And then you start to learn the nuisances of support resistance. Now it's all about trend lines. Then that thing. Then, you know, so it starts evolving, evolving, and all these indicators start coming up and you start seeing indicators that you drop indicators and those indicators come back to life. You know, a few years later, they're like, no, no, this indicator with this setting on this time frame, golden. It's like, genius. I, why didn't I think of that? So I started getting to that. So it is only when you when you take that knowledge, you practice, you play with it, and that hunger is is on the other end of it saying, I still haven't cracked that fundamental information of how do I solve this? Yeah. And the whole process is, but I'd like to solve this with technical analysis because I understand technical analysis. Whether I'm doing it right or wrong, that's a whole different thing, but I at least understand it. When it comes to fundamental stuff and I turn on the news and I try to understand what the economists are saying, I'm like gibberish. It's like, I have no idea what the guy is saying. Five minutes later, another guy comes on the TV and he's just the complete opposite. The most feels so like the guy on the TV doesn't even know what you know himself is saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it sounded like college all over again. You know, when you go and you have a nice professor who's never worked in that industry ever before. It's, it sounded like that, like constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, so, yeah. And then the market does the opposite thing and then they just say, oh, and it looks like the market reacted in the least expected way. Correct, correct. Um, to a point where a lot of the analysts I used to follow started changing their behaviors by saying, uh, so what I'm expecting is prices to rise from this price all the way to this price. On the contrary, if prices decline, I expect them to further decline from here to this price. It's like, no hey, shit. you're missing the sideways yeah. market. <laughs> you've, you've chosen the top and the bottom. What's left? Like, you just, you know, I don't know why you, what you're doing on TV. What are you telling me? You're telling me the market can go up or it can go down. No shit. <laughs> so that's the luxury of an analyst. He can just come up and say whatever he wants. But as a trader we start to realize we don't have that luxury. We need to pick a side. We need to pick a side and we need to be right majority of the time. And when we are right, we also need to scale it. And when we are wrong, we need to find a way to reduce it or scale down. That loop is so deadly. It's so deadly. That's the thing that takes time. But if I look back, and if I ask you guys um, how, even, even if I have you guys, you know, look back, all of you guys listening in, and you think about something simple as support and resistance, has it truly disappeared? No. No, it's still there. No. Has it's trend lines there. disappeared? No. No, they, they have their all, they, they all have their values at, uh, you know, importance yeah. levels. So they're still there and they're still used. Yeah. Um, one thing I've noticed actually just thinking, talking about all this from yeah. when I started is that it seems to go in cycles. Like to me, it's like one thing will be trendy for a bit 
then the next thing will be trendy for the next little bit and so yeah. on and so forth. And it'll even come right back around almost like the fashion industry, you know, how some certain clothes are hot one year, then, you know, the next decade, but then they'll get recycled again. And it's mm. because people just keep hopping back and forth and, you know, and they, you know, can't put it all together. So, you know, they'll just kind of keep going through it. That, that's kind of what I found, you know, when you start yeah. searching. And Well, I, I, I really don't know how the world would be in bell bottoms again, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but eighties haircuts will always be the best. It's just too bad. I can't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they bring haircuts back, I'm not participating because I, I that's too late for me now. Like, <laughs> yeah, but th there are, you know, there are cycles in this. At least we know in the markets there are cycles, there are fads, there's stuff like this. Now, if I, if I, you know, if you guys don't mind, I can go deeper into this a little bit. If I take you and I, and I say, okay, all this knowledge and experience you have gone through, imagine it like buildings, okay? They're all the different buildings. You go into one building and then you're like, you're exploring the building as much as you can. Then you're like, I, have, I don't want to live here. You come out of the building, you go into the next building and you start exploring that building. You're like, yeah, I spent less time in this building, but I don't like it. Let me try something else. I don't want to stay here. Now, I put you on a plane and you're over the city now and you're looking at all the buildings you have been in. Okay, you're looking at it as, as a overview now and you're looking at all the things with, that you have been in. We can look at, oh, that building was nice. I remember how I used to uh, play in that building and then I actually let it go because I didn't like it. That building, I made some friends and we were hanging around that building for a while before I left that building. You have memories, you have recollection of each, each thing that you've learned and played with. But when you fly over, it is only when you fly over and a bird's eye view and everything you've done is when you can start to sit down and understand, but I still haven't found a home yet. And in trading, that's the answer is, but did you crack trading yet? Right? It's so yeah. it, then when you, that's when you start realizing that it's not about an indicator. It's not about uh, the home. It's about, we don't know what we're looking for, but we think this is what we need. I don't know if that makes sense. We're, we're constantly on this journey of looking for something we think we need, but we have no idea if we need it or not. Hence, the constant looking into, let's try this building now. Let's try that building now. But we don't know what we're trying to do. Are we trying to settle down? Are we trying to build something there? What are we trying to do? And if I go take you even further up and you look at it even from a bird's eye view, what's the goal of trading? Let's start with the, let's start with basics, even more basics. What's the goal of investing? Make money. Make money. But what, what does the word invest mean? Are you making money out of nothing? You put money into something and that something makes you money. Okay, good, good. So you're not making money out of nothing because that's a job. You know, a job makes money out of nothing, right? But when you're making money out of money on itself, that's investing, which means if I put my money here, will I get more back? Yeah. That is a fundamental basis of all money-making machines. 
if I put money somewhere, will I make more? You take that into trading. Trading is a specialization of that art. It's saying, I want to do that with pristine, pristine accuracy. But that's the problem with technical analysis is if you do not specialize in it, then you're messing around with the concept of investing because you're constantly saying, let me try this. Oh, I failed. Let me try that. Oh, I failed. Okay, let me try something else. You never specialize. If you never specialize, it is safer to be an investor than there it is to be a trader. And that concept took a very long time to sink in. A very, very long time to sink in. It's like, if you want to be a trader, you need to specialize. You have to be some, someone that can look in the mirror and be like, you're one of the best, period. Yeah. If you can't, if you, if you can't say that now or you don't have a goal or desire to say that, it is safer to be an investor. It is safer to be an investor. You will make more money. It'll be a lot more easier. It'll be more comfortable. You might even save a lot of gray hairs. And that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> or hairs in, in general. Or hairs in general. There you go. <laughs> no, the no bathroom man. will not be clogged anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, does that make sense for technical analysis? So even though technical analysis is easy, the goal of technical analysis is to solve the investing problem with a little bit more accuracy. If you, yeah. if you try to solve the investing problem with a little bit more accuracy, then you can't do it fluff and puff, huff and puff, DBDB. I don't know what words to use. Like you can't do like jiggy jiggy. Like you can't keep it weird. <laughs> you know, you, you have to be good. You know, you yeah. have to be good. Good. And that is the underlying basis of at least it's easy to learn. You just have to do a lot of it. Yeah. That's it. it, it you know, it's not that difficult. It's actually very easy to learn. Just do a lot of it. Yeah. Like a read the story over and over and over again. Yes. And the more you do it, the more things stick out. The more you do it, the more things stick out. You just have to do a lot. A lot. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. So what we're going to do now, um, as it's uh, 8 a.m. New York City time uh, here, uh, I'm in London right now and it's very cold. Um, <laughs> like, so what we're going to do. Thoughts and prayers. Sorry? Thoughts and prayers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I wanted to see a different place and uh, yeah, well, it's cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, and they're talking about Omicron. So I got to get back to Dubai before they lock this place down. So, so if they do lock it down, then all oh, London is going to be <laughs> like very early and cold. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, what we're going to do now is uh, those of you guys who are here live, there's a lot of you guys here live. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to convert this now into a webinar. So you guys can stay on board. Those of you guys who are listening in through your uh, podcast stations, um, if you want to 
attend or watch the recording of the webinar that is about to happen. The link will be in the description that is along with this podcast. So as always, again, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening in. uh, And for you guys here on the panel, Lucas, Armo, and Ian, it's always a pleasure to have you guys. Uh, Once again, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks.